Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane Lance, and the conclusion of his teaching in Psalm 100 called Sing of His Love Forever. Turn with me to Acts 16. I know we've done two verses in Psalm 100, but turn to Acts 16 in your New Testament. Now here in the midst of this, we have Timothy who's joining Paul and Silas, but there is this amazing thing that takes place in Philippi. Okay, so here I'll give you a little bit of a preface. So there's this woman, she's demon-possessed, but she's bringing profit to these guys because she's able to do things under demonic influence that are miraculous, in a sense, because they're beyond the human understanding. And she's bringing money to these guys. Paul and Silas heal her, cast out the demon, and then it says in, look uh, look at verse 19, but when her owners saw that their hope of gain was gone, notice it's all about money, nothing's changed, nothing's new under the sun. They seized Paul and Silas and they dragged them into the marketplace before the rulers. First thing I want to point out, they've done a good thing and these people could care less about the well-being of this woman. They are only concerned about money, which is where we get the idea in scripture that the love of money is the root of all evil. When we place monetary possession or earthly possession over the value of human life, we lose so much, and we fall deep into evil. And this is why the issue of abortion is so important, because what is backing the drive for abortion in our culture right now is the same thing that has rooted evil for generations and centuries. It's money. And if you think anything else, just do some research. It's all about money. It's all about convenience, and it's super evil. It's terrible. It's another sermon. Verse 20. And when they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, these men are Jews and they are disturbing our city. Racism existed at this time as well. Uh, And they say in verse 21, they advocate customs that are not lawful for uh, us as Romans to accept or practice. 22, the crowd joined in attacking them and the magistrates tore the garments off them and they ordered them to be beaten with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into the prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Verse 24 of Acts 16, having received this order, he then put them into the inner prison and he fastened their feet in stocks. This would have been extremely uncomfortable, not to mention that Paul and Silas had just been brutally beaten uh, with rods. And I can promise you it did not feel like a tickle. Verse 25 says, bear in mind everything that has just happened to these men. They've just been brutally beaten and imprisoned for what? For doing a miracle in the name of Jesus Christ and bringing restoration to a woman who was in desperate need of deliverance. And it says in verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing. I don't know about you, but I don't think I'd have been singing. Would you? I've just been brutally beaten and imprisoned for doing something good. But these men are so filled with the Holy Spirit that they have the ability to sing. And they sing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. When we sing, it is a testimony to those around us. So many churches right now give way to this temptation. Well, we don't want to do too much Christian stuff at church because then if a non-believer comes in, they'll be uncomfortable. Good! Let them be uncomfortable. 
trouble. Because in the midst of their discomfort, God can transform lives. And there is another beautiful scripture that says when the church is gathered together and the voices of, God, uh, of the people of God are being lifted in unity, people will come into the church and say, surely God is in this place. There are churches that make it a habit to do secular music where the song is written about something sexual or about money or fame. And I think this has no place in the church of God. Sing about Jesus. You want to see lives changed? Sing about Jesus. I continue, he says, uh, it says that, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bonds or chains were unfastened. <gasps> that is so cool. We sing a song called Another in the Fire. We just sang it a minute ago. My voice is tired. I need some tea. And we say, I can see a light in the darkness. I don't know if you can get those lyrics up there from another in the fire. I'm putting you guys on the spot. It says, I can see a light in the darkness as the darkness bows to him. And I can hear a roar in the heavens as the space between wears thin. And I can feel the ground shake beneath us as the prison walls cave in. Where'd they get those lyric ideas? Acts chapter 16. What a powerful thought that in the midst of singing God's praises, chains are being broken. It happens. I've seen it happen. Many of you have seen it happen. Many of you have seen it happen in your own lives. And this is why I say that singing together as a church is so important. I have watched people who have listened to sermons and I am not discrediting sermons or the word of God. Please do not understand me or take my words out of context. I am saying that I have seen hardened men who have listened to a thousand sermons on something over and over again, hear the same idea put to melody and they break in the presence of Jesus Christ. Because for some reason, the way God has designed the beauty of music and melody, it just penetrates the depths of their heart like the words never did before. I don't wanna sing. Do it for the Lord and do it for the testimony for the people around you. These men sang in the midst of horrible, horrible circumstances. And they sang anyways. And I love this in Acts 16. And the, the, we don't have time, but you can turn back to Psalm 100. But the, the way that that story ends is that the jailer himself actually draws his sword to commit suicide because he knows it's his head if these guys get away. And Paul in his mercy and grace says, no, sir, don't harm yourself. We're all here and the prisoners stand there. And this, the very jailer that was keeping watch over them becomes a Christian. Imagine the testimony as these guys sing in the midst of the situation. And it's, it, it reminds me, you know what it reminds me? It reminds me of Jesus when he's on the cross and in the midst of being beaten and arrested and murdered for the good things that he's done, an innocent man hangs upon the cross. What does it say about the Roman soldier that stands at the foot of the cross? He sees all that's unfolded. He hears the Messiah praying for the forgiveness of the very people who have murdered him. And the, the Roman soldier says, surely this man is the son of God. When we act in love and we stay steadfast in the midst of persecution, in the midst of trial, it is a testimony, a powerful testimony to the people around us. 
Verse three of Psalm 100 says this, know that the Lord himself is God and he who has made us, we are uh, not of ourselves, we are the people and the sheep of his pasture. You know, I love that the, the scriptures compare us to sheep. You know why? Sheep are really dumb. Sheep have been known to follow each other into open fires off the edge of cliffs. Oh, how we are sheep. God says to Adam and Eve, you can do whatever you want. Don't eat that. What do Adam and Eve do? They eat that. Or sheep. And without a shepherd, sheep are in trouble because they're a bunch of little idiots running around. They don't know what to do. You know what else I know about sheep? They have nothing to defend themselves. They are helpless. They, they, they got nothing. They don't have claws. Their teeth are not very sharp. They don't have strong jaws. Their legs are feeble and weak. Oh, how we are sheep. <laughs> You're not humble? Just think about the fact that the creator of all the universe compared you to sheep and you'll be humble. Go watch some sheep. When I lived in England for school, I lived there for six months, it is what you would picture. It's like the Lord of the Rings or something. It's just insane. We went to this area for two weeks for a retreat called the Dales. And it's just rolling green hills with sheep. And it's just like the most beautiful thing. And the sheep are so weird. Like, you know, you get close to them, they're Meh, and they all just freak out and scatter. They're just a bunch of little babies. We're sheep. <laughs> Scared of everything. I heard a story recently <laughs> of a sheep that got away from the flock and he was gone for like months. This is a true story. You can find it online. Gone for months. I wish I should have pulled up the picture. So he hadn't been sheared. He was overgrown. He had 40 pounds of wool around him. And the, the shepherd reported that it looked like he had survived multiple attacks from other animals because of the density of the wool around him. They couldn't pierce his skin. But that guy was in trouble off on his own. And this is again a picture that we see in scripture that our God is the God who goes after the one that's lost. And so the psalmist compares us to sheep and he says that we are the sheep of his pasture. He points us to the goodness of God that he has made us that we are not of ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. You know, Psalm 104, 33 says, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will praise my God until my last breath. That's my favorite verse of all time. Psalm 104, 33. Uh, one of the translations says, I will sing until I die. There are moments on stage where perhaps we've had a lot of events at the church and I'll feel my voice giving out. And often my prayer within the midst of my own heart is, Lord, if you sustain me, I'll keep going. I should have done this a half step lower. <laughs> There's a musical term for you. And, you know, God is always so faithful in those moments. We ought to sing of his loving kindness forever. The last part of Psalm 100 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. This is a call, an exhortation, a command to us as Christians that no matter what we face in this life, we would enter his gates with thanksgiving. Well, you say, well, Pastor Shane, where are his gates? His gates are wherever the church is. Wherever the people of God are gathered, enter that place with thanksgiving, with praise. It says, give thanks to his name, bless his name, verse five, for the Lord is good and his loving kindness is everlasting. 
and his faithfulness is to all generations. The people of God gather, there is the church. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane Lance, in a moment. Hey, it's producer Rob Newton. On behalf of Pastor Michael and the entire Walk in Truth team, thank you so much for your financial gift over the holiday season to help Walk in Truth remain on this station and podcast app. Now, Pastor Michael would love to talk to you about our new goal to expand. 96.9 KEPT-FM, East Bay Area in California, cities near and around San Francisco, San Jose, Palo Alto, and Pleasanton. We have an opportunity to be on that radio station daily during drive time. And for a very low price, only $3,600 a year, that's $300 a month. And so if you're a longtime listener to Walk in Truth, and if you've been blessed by the program, you believe in it, and you've been partnering or you want to do more, here is an opportunity to equip people in the Northern California area with what you've been hearing on Walk in Truth. We have a couple of weeks to raise the funds before the time slot is given to another program. Thanks to Kelly in Kansas City, we are $150 closer to reaching the $3,600 goal. Can you give a one-time gift today? Can you be one of 23 to give $150 or one of 12 to now give $288? You know, however the math works out, we're going to trust God with the results, but we would love to walk through this open door. Would you give today and help us get on an additional radio station in the San Francisco area? Please visit walkintruth.com today and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH during normal business hours. Hey, ahead of time, we just want to express our gratitude. Thanks for praying. Thanks for supporting and giving. We love you, we appreciate it, and we look forward to what God is going to do. Visit walkintruth.com today and click donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH or visit walkintruth.com. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now back to Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane Lance. Wherever the people of God are gathered, enter that place with thanksgiving, with praise. It says, give thanks to his name, bless his name, verse five, for the Lord is good and his loving kindness is everlasting and his faithfulness is to all generations. The people of God gather, there is the church. Whether it's at your house, in the park, or in these pews, that's where the church is. Like I said, I have heard this critique many times. Modern worship is just too repetitive. I want you to read Psalm 136 with me for a minute as we close. And we'll talk about repetitiveness. <laughs> it says, give thanks to the Lord, he is good. For his loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to God of gods, for his loving kindness is everlasting. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. Can you guess what it says next? For his loving kindness is everlasting. To him alone who does great wonders and things, his loving kindness is everlasting. To him who made the heavens with skill, for his loving kindness is everlasting. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, his loving kindness is everlasting. To him who made the great lights, for his loving kindness is everlasting. The sun to rule by day, for his loving kindness is everlasting. The moon and the stars to rule by night, for his loving kindness is everlasting. There are 12 more verses that read just the same way. 
And the question could be asked, and it's a fair question, why did the psalmist do that? So you'd remember his loving kindness is forever. (laughs) I know that was super intuitive right there. Just blew your minds. He wrote that over and over again to remind the people of God that God's faithfulness is to all generations. It is forever, forever. And I cannot think of a better thought to land on tonight than that. Thank you, Jesus, that your loving kindness endures forever. And look, I know that I might have rubbed some of you the wrong way tonight by talking about the fact that you don't like to sing. Now, I know this too of our midweek service. You guys come and you're ready. You guys are ready. And I love it. I love these times. They're such special times. Uh, Band, you guys can come on out. Um, But I I would challenge us to, to be willing to be stretched. I love the hymns. One of my favorite songs of all time is Before the Throne of God Above. Oh, what a beautiful song that is. And the chorus of the song that's been added, was added later, says, hallelujah, praise the one, the risen son of God. Sometimes there's just such beauty and simplicity. I also love the deep, theologically sound, older hymns that are just full of these lofty thoughts. But, But honestly, I think that sometimes, as beautiful as those are, and I think they're great and they have their place, sometimes I watch God work through the simplest of ideas, that he is loving forever, that his faithfulness is to all generations. And my prayer is that I know that for many of us tonight, you guys are, of, I, would, I would imagine as I look around this room, I know most of you, I know that this is a room full of a lot of mature believers, people who are really trying to seek Christ every day. And I love that. I love you guys. You guys are my family. And my prayer is that you guys would set the pace alongside me on Sundays. I can't do it alone, man. I need the church to sing because God wants us to sing. And if you guys come in and you guys accompany me, it's amazing what a few, you know, have you ever been in this place? This is the last thing I'll say. Have you ever been in this place? There you go, Kim. Where you're you're like really hesitant to to join in and there's that one guy next to you that's just like, yeah, woo, you know? And you're like not in the mood at all. But by the time you've stood by this guy, by like, for like, you're like Paul, you stand by Paul for five minutes, you can't help but sing, man. You're either, either that or you move to a different pew. I don't know. I love you, Paul. And so I'm just saying this, that when Paul gives his woohoos, I know it's from a genuine place. And I also know that he's actually, <laughs> he's, he's uh, obeying the Lord to enter the gates literally with shouts of praise because he is worthy. So when I say on a Sunday or a Wednesday, lift up a shout of praise, it's not just a catchy thing that us worship leaders do. It's scriptural. And God is pleased when the sound of the the people is united in the name of Jesus. It brings joy to his heart. It's such a beautiful thing. This is the last story I'll share. I heard a pastor talking about um, a conference he was at. Or actually, I believe it was um, his home church. He was an associate pastor at the time, became the senior pastor later. And he said that he was in the pews or the seats and he was with his wife and the worship started and there was a lady he'd never seen before. And I by no means think that this church is a charismatic church. I'm always about charisma. You guys can dance if you want. I love it. That's scriptural too. We don't have time for that message, but dancing has a place in the house of God. And he's talking about this experience where this girl's in front of him and she's dancing and she's moving around a lot. And he, has a more, he had a more kind of conservative way about him. And he was very frustrated by the time the service ended 
Because all throughout the times of worship through music, she was annoying him. And he found uh, later, as he talked about the experience, he said that I found myself only worried about this girl the whole time. Why is she moving so much? Won't she just cut it out? And so after the service concluded, he went to the senior pastor and he said, you know, we really need to do something about this lady. She's a distraction. And this is going to hurt for some of us because I think all of us have done this before in different ways. And the pastor said, what do you mean? And, she, and he said, well, she, she keeps moving around and she, you know, she was, she's a horrible, horrible singer. And she's making all these noises and dancing and following what the Psalms say to do. And uh, the pastor just simply responded and said, well, you know, um, actually my wife and I had the opportunity to meet her this last week. She uh, just came out of a life of prostitution and she's a new Christian. And uh, the response from the associate pastor was just silence. Because I think what we forget is the days where we were first rescued from the depravity of our sin. When you understand what you've been delivered from, it fills your heart with nothing other than pure joy. And sometimes church, quite honestly, in the midst of what's going on in our world right now, we get caught up on the stupidest little things. And we nitpick and we critique things and all the while, God is like, man, I want to do great and mighty things in your midst. And you guys just keep on focusing on other things other than me. And so I pray that even in this, we have one song tonight. I say this with all sincerity. I pray that we would know Jesus more when we leave here tonight. And that maybe for some of you right now, there's something in your life you need to surrender. You need to get right before the Lord. Do it now. Do it during this song. We're going to sing a song called Hosanna. It is a beautiful song that just talks about God's goodness and it points us back to when Jesus rode in before his crucifixion. What did the people cry? Hosanna, which means save now. What an appropriate cry for our world, our culture, where things are at right now, the division in our world. Lord, save now, save us. And it has to start here tonight. Amen. You've been listening to Sing of His Love Forever, part three on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's son, Pastor Shane Lance's teaching in Psalm 100. And please follow Walk in Truth on social media. Walk in Truth is on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Follow us at Walk in Truth Show. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, hey, if you've been away from church for quite some time, and maybe there's a health reason why we understand we love you, and uh, whether you uh, attend Living Truth in Corona or another fellowship, you know, I know that we'd like to all reassure you that you are loved. And we're hoping things will normalize. You know, if you have, maybe you live with a grandma or grandpa, or maybe there's a health concern, we just pray that this virus will finally be behind us uh, so that we can all get back together. But until then, I pray that the Lord will encourage you, even if you're feeling lonely today. Well, hey, I'd like to let you know that we have a 2B1 Valentine game night happening for couples at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, where I serve as senior pastor. It's happening Friday night, February the 12th from 7 to 9.30 p.m. It's going to be a safe, fun night with games, prizes, desserts, fellowship for all couples, whether you're dating, engaged, or married. Only $10 a couple, and we have childcare. What a great date night. You can come on out to Living Truth in Corona, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. Find out information and all you need to know when you download the Living Truth app in your app store, look for the red logo with the pillars, or go to walkintruth.com and click on that church tab. 
Hopefully you can come on out and we'd love to meet you then. God bless you. You know, we were doing some recording earlier today and we were talking about a need to meet for us to go on a San Francisco station, KEPT. We needed to raise $3,600 and wouldn't you know it, right after the recording session, somebody else made up the difference and we have the amount met. We are going to be on KEPT on a primetime spot in the San Francisco Bay Area, San Jose area. We are so excited and so grateful. Now, we had Kelly, a podcast listener, give. We had George, who listens on KKLA, give. We had some anonymous gifts, and the goal has been met in in such a quick amount of time. We're just so humbled and grateful. But we still need monthly partners because there's more open doors we want to walk through. In fact, our prayer has been, Lord, take this program wherever you want to take it, all around the U.S., all around the world, however you want to do that, Lord. And it is exciting to find more and more people who have a common bond with us in terms of how we're approaching radio ministry. It's exciting. All I can say is if you want to be part of what's next, and there's many more opportunities next, would you become a monthly partner? You can give at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. On behalf of the staff, uh, I just want to say a big hearty thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And we're looking forward to many more lives being touched and to what God is going to do. God bless you. And join us Monday for Pastor Michael's message in Psalm 14 called, The Fool Says in His Heart. I'm Mike Massaro. Have an awesome weekend. And thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.